something that um, we had done when uh, when we had the lockdown. Remember when they were kicking people off the beaches? It's called Totalitary Beach. It's just a little a little experiment and dub, dub, debilicious. But basically it's uh, uh, yeah, the human condition and which is intolerable. And um, you know, at some point there has to be something said to the uh, the sycophants that are just doing their job. I'm just doing my job here at the border. I'm just doing my job killing you. I'm just doing my job destroying everything there is to destroy because I, I was told to. I need a paycheck. So I kill all of you and I kill myself. I kill everything. But since I was just doing my job, it's okay, you know. I like the way it was handled in the uh, Jack Reacher series. Just doing my job, and the guy, you know, basically kills them all. We got more people to kill here before we can uh, move on. And uh, that includes all the people just doing their job. The thing to do with them is just kill them. They're good for nothing anyway. Right? They've proven themselves. There is no redemption. Just doing my job, is there any redemption? No, they just take up space. And when they get a chance to do it again, they'll do it again. So, uh, you know, you either put them on some kind of island where they can just kill each other. Or I don't know what you do, but they need to be separate from humanity. These may be the worst people of all. I'm just doing my job. You know, the worst people of all may be Sitting there at the border right now, taking the clippers and clipping the uh, barbed wire fence uh, to allow the flood and the current invasion, which is called replacement, which I prophesied in 2004. I told you replacement is coming. And that was not written in the books or... You know, it was not really well discussed back in those days. But I got that very clearly. It was like a judgment against the United States. The I'm just doing my job. People, how many of those people? That's the majority, Zav. The majority of people are just doing their job. And they're going to be replaced. 
by God. So you want to get even now? You want to get mad? Uh, you were just doing your job, just doing what you were supposed to do? You grew up, you were taught you had to go to school, get a job, settle down, have kids. You were just doing your job, and now look, the ultimate punishment, destroy your kids, destroy your life, destroy your wife, destroy you, destroy your house, destroy everything that there is, but then uh, lay you to waste without any fanfare. May I request no epitaph. May I request no epitaph for any of them. Here lies stupid. And here's stupid number two. And here's stupid number three. And here's stupid number four. And, uh, you know, don't put them in the gravesite with all the, uh, the war heroes, please. Find some kind of uh, alternative. Right? For people that just do their job. Yeah, but I just have to give you the vaccine. No other place on earth is quite apparent of that doing their job than federal centers, federal buildings, hospitals, infrastructure, institutions famous for people just doing their job. Now, what are we to say? Lord, I'm surrounded with people doing their job and they're killing me and they're killing everyone and we're all dead. I never had a chance to rebel against you, Father, because they're just doing their job. They look so foolish and idiotic that, you know, unless there's a big inducement, i.e. money, no one would follow them. But because they do follow for the money, they're now going to be killed. Anyway, the spirit of the Jack Reacher story, I couldn't believe it. That they put that on the air. Amazon produced it. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a great series. It's really a refreshing. The guy goes, well, we got to kill all these people first, then we'll, be okay. then we'll be on the next thing. He makes no bones about it. He's not going in to take any prisoners. The only thing, if you run into that guy, is you wind up dead. That's it. And, uh, my God, people cheer him on. But it's funny, because all he's doing is doing the right thing. He's like a, a warring angel. Uh, I, I, you know, the thing about Reacher's, I was reading the book by Lee Child, I get it on Audible. And I was reading this very same book that they made this series out of called uh, Bad Luck and Trouble. And so funny, I didn't even know it was on, on television, so I got to read the book. And then the uh, series, I think, on... Well, there are trade-offs to each one. You know, Reacher is not the same character that he is in the book. In the book, he's a bit more... I don't know. It's hard to submit. Maybe rigid. He's a little more. Uh, he's not as. Uh, there's kind of a warm, fuzzy side to this big, giant guy in the in the series. But uh, you know, for a series, pretty damn good. And they didn't pull any punches. He says, "Well, 
you know, these people are just doing their job. We're going to just go kill them all. First, says the police chief, first we got to go kill them. Then we'll do, or or to his section chief or whatever. First, we got to go kill them. And then, so I, um, you know, this kind of talk is very refreshing because that's exactly what they intend to do is kill you. I mean, regardless of what side of the conflict you're on, the whole idea is to kill, isn't it? Isn't that it? To go kill the bad guy? It's not to arrest them. It's not to put them in jail. That is not the goal. The goal is to kill them. Right? I mean, otherwise they're just going to be out there again. But the... uh, the self, uh, I would just say that the, the way that the way that the, that the matter of fact truth comes out in this thing uh, makes it kind of an extraordinary thing. And you know, the public really likes it. I mean, they are they gobbled that one up, you know, ten times more than any other series. So it'll be interesting to see what people go for. Either some ditzy like little comedy or some, you know, LBGTQ intrigue story or some, you know, or whatever the latest wokeism is compared to this, which is completely politically incorrect. And it's 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 amazing that they had it uh, that they had it so quickly after the woke phenomenon came and left, which I knew it would because nothing lasts forever. Um, and I, I do believe that people are just beginning to turn against it like they're going to be filled with seething hatred toward woke and toward anybody left in the woke camp will be hated, totally hated. Let's just get get rid of the veil. Get rid of all the pretense. Get rid of all the bullshit uh, politeness, okay? Nobody wants these people around. And they threaten they're going to go riot and everything else. There's just not that many of them to uh, make any difference. Because they're a dwindling lot. You know why? No backbone. They got backbone when it's being paid for by Soros and Bill Gates and all these kind of people. Yeah, then then the woke groups could have backbone because it's all paid for. Backed up by, I'm just doing my job, military assets who are also training terrorists to come in and you know, blow the fuck out of this place. And um, why even go there? Why even have the pretense? Why even have television? With, with this pretense. Do you think that this is going to be a factor if Donald Trump wins the election? Do you think there's going to... Anyway, what I intended to talk about today was, uh, uh, you know, vengeance. I've got a, kind of a list of people that I, I would like to... Uh, Pretty much, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not a violent person. But it's on my mind that I wouldn't mind if something awful happened to them. And uh, I know i got to give that to the Lord. But it's hard for me to forgive a robot. It's hard for me to forgive some automaton fool. If you're intact and you're like, well, Zeph, I tried to you know hurt you and I'm sorry and Hey, it's okay. Let's just uh, be friends now. And, you know, it's a chance to work together and, you know, don't ever do that again to anybody. 
be loyal. Loyalty is, you know, if you sum up the whole Bible, what's it about? What is Jesus about, the entire Jesus? It's about loyalty. The entire Jesus story is about, well, it's about, it's a beautiful song of salvation, the bride and the groom and all that, you know, yeah, sure. But it's about loyalty. You know, Peter, do you love me? If I come back then, will there be any faith left? Can't you people stay awake in the garden long enough for me to go get crucified? I mean, is it that is it that hard for you to be loyal? I mean, you know, the story of Jesus is he's betrayed on all sides, including by his friends. So is will there be any faith left? Is there any virtue at all in any of this? And if so, if you're righteously anger, angry and want to go to war, which is a good way to get killed, um, which is fine because people live and die. There's a great speech in Reacher. I saw it last night, so I, I'm, it's all fresh. But again, my mind is blown that, uh, and kudos to finally to Bezos, who's, you know, now making Reacher rather than burning down Maui, which is a, a nice change, but still, he was just doing his job, wasn't he? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Reacher gives us speeches. Hey, we all have to live and die. The key, he said, is to live a good life and live a good death. Meaning to be loyal is what he's talking about. To be loyal to your cause, loyal to your friends, loyal to your God. None of these games. And then in that context, the Lord says, my burden's easy, my yoke is, my yoke is light, my burden's easy. Hand me your cares. Okay, here's my list of enemies. These are the list of people that have done me wrong. Here they are. And I fantasize about horrible things happening to them. But here they are. Okay? Because I don't want to have to carry this around. Plus, if I don't forgive, you won't forgive me. So I forgive. Here they are. But I still fantasize about awful things now about you doing awful things to them. Because vengeance is yours. Good, let's see it. Let's see it, Lord. Let's see your vengeance come down. And I'll back off of it. What do I need vengeance for when I've got you? Vengeance is yours, say the Lord. Vengeance is yours, so I hand it over. How do I hand it over? Because I already know that you're going to bring justice. You're not going to let those things that were done in secret that hurt people to the core and even destroyed them, you're not going to let those things go unnoticed, right? Even though it seems like you are, which is a great source of concern, 
causes a great deal of people to lose faith in something they never believed to begin with because, you know, it's too much like deus ex machina. Will you help them? Will you avenge them? Okay, I'm going to have to uh, take a little break here. And I'm looking for... uh... Well, I started off pretty strong. Because, you know, I'm so sick of the Nambi. What do I do to get some time here? You gotta play a long song. Oh. Okay. We'll just have to.
So, the alien has arrived, according to, to them. I'm just doing my job. The, uh, and look, it links to Antarctica. The, um, a bunch of things have happened, and I, I, I don't know if God's even let me finish this message, but I mean, the, the, the thing is, well, I give it to God because... They hurt me, but every time the hurt comes back, I keep, I'm kidding. Well, if I'm going to give you the, the offense, Lord, and then the hurt comes back, then where are we then? Where are we then? If the hurt comes back and then reminds me of what happened, then I'm, I'm back where I was. Here! Have it again. And here, have it How about a billion times? It's yours, Lord, I forgive. Here, a billion more. It's yours, Lord, I forgive. Oh, but the pain came back. Well, here, Lord, I forgive. I mean, at what point does this ever end? And, well, it, it has to end at the point where you're not human. You can't be human and, and, and pull this off. Well, people say they do. Doesn't bother me anymore. The guards killed my whole family, but look, we're all having Christmas together. I don't think about it anymore because my mind is Christ. The hurt doesn't hurt me anymore. Kill all, kill my entire family. Look, you'll see I'm still laughing. Okay, so you, you understand the inherent um, issues with that. And there's no priest, no pastor, nobody, no chosen, no angel studios, no Greg Lurie, no Billy Graham, Franklin Graham, this Graham, that Graham. Nobody can answer those questions. Nobody. Not even one. So, therefore, these are the dunces of Christianity who know nothing, and, but they study hard. They study the Bible, and they know nothing. Now, there you go. That's, that's, that's your lot. That's your lot in life. Good quality. So, therefore, it's up to us to know the Word of God as it's reflected in various Bibles, to know truth from the lie, to understand what discernment is, 
And, you know, I'm sorry, but there is no collective. Uh, there is no religion. And um, the only religion there is is seeing God as he is, which is, you know, changing yourself so that you can see. And hopefully that change is permanent and you don't have to go back to human. But then again, if you deny human, then you deny God's creation of humans. So it's... Um, it's an incredible conundrum that, by the way, can't be solved. So let me save, save you some trouble. You can't solve it. And this is why I left the churches. They couldn't solve anything. All these questions are legit. You know, if I want to forgive and hand over the offenses to the Lord and I do that, and then the pain comes back, what do I do? What do, what do I do? What do I do then? Well, where am I going to go? Who am I going to talk to? Where will I ever find peace? Since I can't give it to the Lord because it comes back, where, where, where can I go that there isn't some kind of you know, joke being played on me. And why me? Why am I being picked on? I mean, have me, create me, and then pick, then, you know, shit on me. Fine. And then tell me that I've got to be forgiving and loving, but then take the pain away too, so that we can be done with it once and for all. Doesn't work like that. Well, they took my legs. So I hate you. No. Legs are fine. Well, but every time I'm reminded, you know what I mean? I could make it in anything. Well, the, the, the state ruined my, my, my life. Here, Lord. Uh, no, there is no family left. Uh, wife, kids, all that gone. There's just me. And there's nothing else but chaos. But here, I forgive. Lined up on the, um, well, that's fine. I forgive, and I truly have love in my heart for the people that are killing us. And then, uh, you know, but then it repeats and repeats and repeats so that what, you can repeat the same exercise? It should not repeat if you've truly forgiven then the pain would not repeat. The response would not repeat in the same way. And I probably am going to have to go again. And uh, well, we'll just see how I, how, how I do with this. So where then is peace? Well, the only peace you're going to find is when you finally decide that you don't, that justice is already served. And you truly see that the universe is perfect and that God is perfect and God is pure love. And, you know, you just, the mind is just so filled with misperceptions. So as those perceptions are straightened out, i.e. the mind of Christ, then obviously there was nothing to forgive in the first place. And then, of course, 
they, well, they're not going to teach you that. That's like esoteric, you know, beyond the beyond type of uh, spiritual practice that you'd find up in like the Himalayas or something, you know. <laughs> so uh, it, it's um, it's curious to watch it all unfold and to watch the uh, you know the Palestinians versus the Jews versus all these groups that hate each other and um, all these people that uh, in the name of, of peace what? no in the name of peace um, are um, carrying on and really it's the name of war and since it happens every time Folks, I mean, I may have botched this message up, but seriously, try try to hear through my mistakes. Since we get this response every time, i.e. war, right? Or the masses hating the masses. Since we get the Christians hating Jews, hating Muslims, hating uh, Zoroastrians or whatever, hating Martians, okay, since hatred is such a driving force, huge, the entire world is run by hate. Not love. But when Satan says, you know, hate, it's really love, right? It's the magical mystery tour of the Beatles. Hop on, and you'll see your hate turn to love instantly. You see, all you need is love, they said in their music. Remember? And what they mean is, all you need is satanic ritual. And you can turn around a mundane situation into something that is worldly and will work for you while everybody else struggles and dies. You can have the inside track if you just come with me and bow down. Oh, and do, of course, what the hierarchy tells you. And look the other way on pure evil. And just do your job. Uh, don't question it, and you'll get a big fat paycheck in the end. Okay, so at that point, can there be forgiveness? And the only thing that you could say is, if it doesn't matter to you, what they've done to your family, your body, your life, your dreams, your hopes, if they've destroyed everything that, that was precious to you, and it is they, don't think for a moment you destroyed your own life and dreams and hopes. You didn't do that. They did that. Because they're all competing with each other to, to grab that brass ring, so they got to destroy you in order to get it themselves. And so, in that capacity... Uh, operating as a loving, forgiving person would only be a sign of weakness and the, uh, the, the torture will continue uh, until you finally give up and say, you know what, that doesn't work for me. I hate you. I want to go to war. And, and then at that point, all, all is lost. The world devolves into what the world is. The world is basically under the control and dominion of Satan, 
uh, who has every institution on earth and the balls of every so-called leader, including Larry Fink. And, uh, you know, and they will do the bidding of uh, the lizard. So, you know, that's, that's until there's relief. Now, what is God up to in making things so hard to understand? Why is the Lord making things so difficult to understand? Why is it so difficult to understand forgiveness when you know, I see people that say they've forgiven when they didn't and then they lied and they said they forgave but they didn't forgive because they're still thinking about it you know in terms of like uh, like this person dead or whatever um, the Satanist turns around and says at least I'm honest about it so I, I'm I'm just perplexed at you know this 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 game we're playing, but you know hope springs eternal, and I think the hope of the Lord. The funny thing about it is, there is no place called Earth that there is no place in the entire created universe where Satan has any dominion whatsoever, and there never has been, and there never will be. It's the illusion of that, i.e. through influential, through demons, through aliens, through lizards, through whatever, getting control of humans from other dimensions, getting them to sign on to evil, and then once you're on that evil path, then that thing kind of takes over, then they try to get what they want through that, which is usually to the detriment of humans. Humans warring, fighting, Kingdoms rising and falling, and uh, you know true power. And I think that you know in the end, in the end, the only peace that I've really ever felt complete peace is in you know dropping out of the whole thing. Like I don't care, you know, not, not just not caring, but but just you know it all becomes kind of abstract, and then of course that becomes very lonely because people care about stuff. You know, your team winning the game. The war being won or lost. Whether or not Bill Gates blocks out the sun. Tuning into these talk shows, these alternative talk shows. You're still in the hate, hate business, right? Uh, one side versus the other. And, and so, how can one be a Christian and root for, you know, uh, one side to win against another? Isn't that just another war? even if the bullets aren't flying yet? And um, do we have hatred for the New World Order? Do we have disdain? We've seen what God does. He doesn't work overtly. It's like all of a sudden the woke thing is gone. All of a sudden Trump, who has had looked like he was going to go to jail forever, all of a sudden, the Lord just sprung him because he's like, he's like the Joker, you know. It's like God's version of the Joker on them, right? Driving them insane is what Trump is used for. He's driving them insane. Truly, he is a, another sign. And there are many signs and many miracles that happen 
which should satisfy even the most ardent cynics among us. And what we have to do is we have to really notice those miracles. Like, you know, how history changes, how times change, how now there's this hope that these trillionaire oligarchs can be overthrown and put in their head, or they could be arrested, or they could finally be dealt with, with enough people. I mean, there are people that don't even know Bill Gates is evil. How can you, I mean, I have always known he's evil, forever. There's never been a time where I didn't think that. But, but, you know, his authoritarian tendencies, the fact that he wants to, you know, give, you know, diseases to people. And now he's doing an experiment on Ebola in, uh, in Denver hospitals. They're, they're, they're inject. oh no, the hospitals are, I'm just doing my job, says the stupid nurse. You know what I mean? And uh, you remember during COVID, the nurses are all laughing and having orgies and drunken, drunken brawls and debauchery while you know patients are being intubated to death left and right. And they could care fucking less. So that's not a place you want to go. And I can attest to being there. I'm lucky I got the hell out of there in one piece. You know, because uh, the minute you land there, they start working on you from a number of different angles. And, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're condemned, you're, you're guilty until proven innocent. You know, they're always right, you're always wrong. If, if, in the end, if there's anything that goes wrong, blame the patient. That's basically Western medicine in a nutshell. But what's the alternative? We don't have one. We have supplements. And supplements cannot cure. They can help. But it's really as, uh, what was it, Hippocrates or somebody said, let food be the cure, the cure be food. It's really, supplements are food. So food is the thing, and, you know, just basic principles of, you know, trusting the body, trusting the Lord. And it's hard to trust when you see, you see it in linear terms. I got hurt, and now I forgive, Lord, and here it is. And the hurt persists, and I keep thinking about, I, I need payback, Lord. Won't you pay me? If you're the vengeance guy, can't you take care of it? It's already taken care of. It was taken care of before it happened. You just can't see it. What do you mean? Well, let's fast forward into the life of this person that you hate so much. And let's look at all the failures and all the heartbreak, and all the horrible things that are going to happen to this person. Things that you won't see. Don't you feel that justice has been served? Well, yeah, when you put it like that, well then, but, oh ye of little faith, why did you doubt me? Because I didn't trust you. Why not? Haven't you seen enough? Haven't you experienced enough? How many more miracles do we have to do and things and signs and wonders and amazing feats do you have to see before you actually believe? No, I'm sorry, but see, this goes back to you. This goes back to you who are complaining about 
you're doing everything you know you're supposed to be doing, but it keeps boomeranging. That's not true. That's that's basically you're caught in some kind of a loop that you're that's that's not of my making, says the Lord. So this is a direct prophecy right now. Clumsy as it may sound because it's coming from my lips, but it is nonetheless an answer for you. The Lord's already proven himself. The Lord's already done everything. Every offense that you perceive is already taken care of. There is no offense that has gone unnoticed or undealt with. Perfect justice and perfect love has been served. You just can't see it because you of uh, you have so many layers of of mind control and everything else that prevents you. But the main thing that prevents you is a lack of faith. What I love is when someone tells me, "Zeph, the Lord will take care of it. God's got this one. Don't worry." Perfect response. A perfect so, so therefore forget it. You don't need to be litigious. You don't need to be vindictive. You don't need to be uh, go out of your way to be a, a real jerk. Um, it's been dealt with even before you were born. It was dealt with before the universe was. It's always been dealt with. You just can't see it. You put too many roadblocks up in front of you and God. You blocked me out of your life, says the Lord. You want to see a miracle, meaning somebody come down from the clouds, grab your enemy, throttle them, and then return back to the clouds from whence they came. And that's never going to happen. First of all, it's too cheesy for God to do. God's not cheesy. God's got class. And that would certainly be cheesy. Coming down from the clouds and throttling your enemy and going back up there so you could cheer it on like Jack Reacher. Right? He comes down, he just he kills all your enemies and throttles them and he goes back up to the clouds. Thanks, Lord. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen on occasion, but it's certainly not the, the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord is letting you see that people that lead evil lives who hurt other people and to see what happens to them. Now, you're not going to be able to see that because you're not following that person around. But we all get justice. And um, someone told me regarding my, uh, my troubles that this didn't happen to me to punish me for something I did or didn't do. There was some other reason. I forget what the reason was, but it kind of went something like this to, to, to be able to, um, you know, understand, to have compassion for disabled people. You know, when you can't walk and you're in a wheelchair, as I am now, I'm wondering if you would, you know, practice walking, but, you know, without two other people spotting me, it's, you know, it, the whole point is to prevent a fall. But it's very, very, uh, it 
it's very disturbing. And yet, the only way I make progress is by throwing myself into it with a, with a positive attitude, with an attitude like, yeah, I'm going to beat this thing, and then trust that the Lord made our bodies in such a way they could be, you know, and then as I make progress going, oh my God, Lord, look what you did. See, I was missing it. I thought, and who is making the body change and adapt? It's the Lord that made the bodies. And those people that wanted to be uh, made whole again, if they're really determined, oftentimes there'd be a way, even if it was like with artificial limbs. But here's the point. Um, Okay, so all the things that led up to my, you know, since May being in and out of the hospital with um, infections and, and just all kinds of health issues, including extreme weakness and then finally giving out of the body. Um, you know, near-death experience uh, daily. Uh, being basically on life support. Uh, not even knowing that I was basically dead. Not knowing my name or my date of birth or where I was. Time passing much more quickly when you're just out. Waking up three months later. You know, those kind of things. And um, there was nothing to blame. Like, well, you shouldn't have been living this kind of lifestyle or that kind of... There There was nothing really... I could say, well, I'm a bad person, so therefore God punished me. Or the witches got a hold of some piece of cloth or a hair or whatever and voodoo dolled me to death. I, I, you know, any number of things I could come up with, but nothing would be satisfactory. Fact of the matter is, I'm here with this struggle. And I can either look at it like, woe is me. I got this struggle. It's not fair, Lord. None of it's fair but I'll deal with it, versus, okay, let's see what we can do here. These are the circumstances. There's no sense crying over spilled milk. We've got to go forward from here. So uh, which attitude is going to be more fruitful? Right, the idea of forgiving, because there's a lot of people I could blame. Forgiving, handing it over, Along with feelings of resentment, guilt, shame, violence, hostility, cynicism, the worst thing, disloyalty, abject anger, total hatred. Or love, positivity, dedication, how do we fix this, doing the best I can, and living a life of dedication to these kinds of goals, you know, the kind of goals that uh, are meaningful, 
that that you know help lives rather than um, this attitude of being pissed off and everyone's responsible for your pain. So that so the, the, there's the choice. So being loyal to God would be having fidelity with God, being amazed with His miracles, having gratitude now, pursuing forward with the problems, whatever they are. Getting old, your legs can go, your arms can go, your your you know your disease can gobble you up. So how are you going to go through that? Resentment and hatred. Or the other way. Right? Through the power of love. Through the power of... uh, Through seeing things get done. Experiencing miracles every day. Seeing progress get made. Going, wow, Lord. That's really something. Look what you did. Look how you built that into the situation. Look how you built our bodies so that they would respond, you know. And uh, we live between this light and dark of, you know, pure hatred versus pure love. Kind of bounce back and forth. But ultimately, when we die, we must give up the idea of hatred and blame and a need even for justice, because justice has already been served, because the Lord is a non-temporal being. It's already been done. Everything you want, you already have. Even though you may not see it manifest in your hand right now. Uh, that's just the way it is with the Lord. You know, trust, faith, or disloyalty, and hatred. Those are the two choices. And uh, hatred gets us nowhere. Hatred cures nothing. In fact, people will stay bitter and hateful and they'll stay in that wheelchair, they'll stay on those crutches, they'll stay in that state even if there is a way out of it. Just to prove a point that it's not fair at all. Now there needs to be some form of payback, Lord. Already done. Way ahead of you there, cowboy. Oh, come on. Why you put us through such... Because you're a spirit being and you're flesh and blood and the two are not necessarily in conflict. But this life is so that they become wedded as one. And stop this bickering and hatred between the two. How is that going to happen? How is the wedding feast of the Lord going to happen? How is the wedding of the bride and the groom going to happen? How is it going to happen with the... Uh, Hatred between flesh and spirit. And the answer is 
because people give up. They give up their, their... You know, every ambition we have, materially, every ambition that we have goes for naught, usually. Because nothing stays in a straight line. Nothing stays lined up, ready for you to shoot them down. Everything's moving all the time. Pinpointing your dreams in this moving, crazy world is like throwing darts at the, um, you know, at the uh, the Wall Street Journal, hoping to land a good stock. The odds are it's not going to happen. It might happen. Just like if you're golfing, you might get a hole in one. But it's unlikely. It's unlikely that you'll be successful uh, grappling with the world. The, the world has its own way. It's called guilds, secret societies, fraternities, sororities, BTA, golf clubs, football clubs, basketball clubs, school clubs, schools, universities. These are all guilds. Every one of them is got an inner sanctum of secret society. All of the aforementioned things. So all of those are your avenue if you want to get in and play ball, grapple with the world and have it, you know, if you want to better your odds and get, um, doesn't mean you're going to be born between uh, third base and home plate, right? But it does mean you can at least get around the bases, right? You you don't get struck out at first every time. You'd be at least, you, you have a chance of stealing third, Maybe even going, you know, getting a slam home. And that's what people do. They join all these things. You think they go to school to learn anything? No, they go to school to be positioned. They go here, they go there. They go to, you know, even like uh, plumbers and the unions. They're all doing the collective thing to better the odds on careers, on sustenance, on getting that money, on getting that uh, ability to survive. And uh, this is man's response to collectivize. And God hates it. Because it requires what? No faith whatsoever. Right? Just knowing somebody playing by the rules. And then you can forget about the issue until you retire. And then you can start worrying again. What do I have to do to better my odds? And you know, that makes a joke out of the entire life anyway. About this Reacher series. The one thing that it was about was about these missiles that don't miss their target, how, how mundane, how stupid that was of a premise. So the downside of Reacher is it's fairly pedantic, meaning the plot points are dumb, but the characters are, are good. So you make your own mind up. But I mean, the plot points are dumb. Drugs! Hiding drugs in the tires! In the spare tires, the U.S. military guys trying to Better their odds on getting some money. So they're dealing drugs. And then missiles. 
Missiles that never miss their target, even if you shoot at them. Uh, and that was the whole of the entire episode. Uh, all those shows, something like seven or eight shows to watch, eight episodes, because of uh, a missile that uh, doesn't miss the target. We got all that now. There was nothing new there. It was not clever. It was rather dumb. So that's why I was very happy to not see this Reacher guy on the big screen because, you know, there needs to be some kind of thought put into it. And I think what happened is they were enamored with the book, Bad Luck and Trouble. And in the book, it worked fine. The book is dated, though, folks. It's dated. Back then, the missile that would never miss the target, that was a big deal. All right. Well, I'm I'm exhausted from forgiveness. I'm exhausted from a. Where am I on the list? One thousand thirty-four twenty. I got another thousand or two thousand people to forgive. Do you need uh, some oxygen, honey? I'm gonna need oxygen. Yeah. Here we go. I'm desatting as we speak. That means desaturation. You understand. And if you don't, I hope you never have to find out. All right, let's turn it on. Here you go, love. And there it is. Okay, I'm getting some oxygen. And uh, my blood ox is, is falling down below 90 for people that understand. And that's understandable in a high altitude like I'm in. You know, it could be 85. But, but see, when it says 85 and I plug into oxygen, I immediately feel better. Yeah. I, I immediately perform better. I'm clearer. Yeah. I'm not desaturating. Yeah. And so some people say 85 is fine for Santa Fe, New Mexico. Or, you know, Taos or something, or Colorado. The fact of the matter is, it's not fine for me. 90 minimum. 93, 94 in high altitude. 99 down by the beach. But that's, that's, that would be optimum. And to have your body running like, you know, where your blood ox is doing good and your lungs and everything else, I've had... Uh, one of the things I went through in the hospital was um, a major surgery on my lungs, which I've discussed, where there was infection was uh, in, li- in the form of liquid on my lungs. So they had to go in there and remove it, which was a, you know, I'm not recovered from that. I'll put it, put it this way. My body is very weak from that. And I don't know how long it will take for it to come back from that, but uh, it will come back from that eventually. But... Uh, so, I need oxygen. Now, when I left the rehab place, they took the oxygen away, and they go, see, you're still at 90, 95. Well, I was for that 15, 20 minutes, but then an hour or two later, we had sunk back again. In other words, I needed the oxygen when I left there. We weren't ready to be discharged without oxygen, and, um, and, and yet they did it for expedience sake. No, 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 I'm, you know, I'm, I just, 
trust me, I've seen so much of that sort of shit in the hospital that I don't even, it doesn't even rise to the level of a complaint. It's just typical. Okay? It's just typical of people who are on a power trip, that's all. But, um, no, I, I went ahead and we have a source and it's covered by insurance. So, you know, they bring it over and tanks. I remember Michelle Archer, remember her? I can't find the poem. I, I love that poem. I mean, she was a great writer uh, all the way around. And, uh, you know, a great person. And we lost her due to uh, oxygen because she had heart issues. I think she had congestive heart failure. I share the same problem, AFib. You know. And so I don't know. What I do know about her condition and mine is that um, we could go any time, you know, and, and she went, she just, boom, the, Michelle Archer is dead. Yeah, there was no lead up to it. It's boom, done. And that's, that's what you have when you have AFib, lung issues, cardiopulm- cardiopulmonary uh, issues, you can drop dead. Now, she did have oxygen. She had to take the oxygen with her everywhere she went. And I remember we got her a little portable oxygen thing. But um, I'm not sure exactly what happened. at the house. She went to the hospital and then immediately died. But it could be that despite having the oxygen, which is how she survived for, what, 10, 10 years at least... Uh, the problems that she had were just too too many, too for the body to to. Over, over, I mean, that was it. You know, it was her heart, lung. You know, her heart failure was uh, pretty typical for people with her condition. From what I understand, okay, there was nothing. No, nobody. You know, gave her an autopsy because uh, what happened to her was commensurate with what was expected. It's just sad that she died so young. And, um, you know, with, with so much, uh, so many ideas that she had. And uh, so I remember her, you know. And, uh, you know, I remember her skill as a writer. And I used to read her. And uh, so cherish the people you love because, you know, they can be gone. I know with anything that does do with the heart... Despite whatever they say, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I, if if somebody has clogged arteries and A one C up the, you know, whatever, and all that, they can they can do things, you know, uh, it's surgery, but they can do things, put stents in and things like that to help the flow, you know, happen. But if it's more of a congestive heart failure, it's something very, you know, that has to do with. Um, the actual pumping action, the actual, uh, you, know, you know, blood circulation, things like that, uh, those things are very serious. And people can, you know, they let people like that, you don't stay in the hospital because that's the worst place to be. You need to keep moving around, but you can also keel over. You know, you hear about people going to sleep and then they just don't wake up. There you go. You know, that's usually, and you know, not to be confused with people that have heart attacks or strokes that 
um, doesn't always kill you. It's the, the, you know, the deeper, you know, a person's heart could just give out at, you know, 55 years old and that's it. And it was just meant to be. They say, well, there's also weight. Yeah, people that are overweight tend to die quicker. You know, that's true. Who has more fun? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. But we all have to die. And so I think what we have to do is make peace with that. And I can't make peace with death until I forgive everybody that I'm mad at. And right now I'm mad at the driver that drove me from the Albuquerque hospital to this rehab place. And she drove like a bat out of hell. There are no shocks in the back. And she went over this bump. And I've, had, I've been suffering with his back thing ever since because she wouldn't slow down. Now, she didn't do it on purpose. It's stupid for me to be mad at her specifically, like planning on what, you know, sabotaging the van or you know, doing something. No, obviously not. I'm worried about other things, like just keeling over. Um, even that, what can I do about it? Nothing. You know, maximize my chances by, you know, following the Lord the best I can. But... Um, I just have to let it go. You know, whatever happened there was an accident and it's, it affected me, you know, um, on you know, almost a semi-permanent basis. And it was totally unexpected, but there it was. And I can't, you know, a good conscience can't just blame her. But, you know, in my inner, you know, conscience, you know, she was such a mean person and so foul and, and, you know, you wonder why is she working for a place that delivers patients from the hospital to a rehab place if she hates people so much? And, well, there's, the, there's an ultimate conundrum. I don't know why she hates people so much, but she hates everybody. You know, and it's just, and it's obvious. And the way she drives is obvious. She doesn't give a damn. Okay. Well, are we going to go over that again and again, or we can let that go at this point? And I say, let it go. Let it go. That's what I got to do. All right, boys and girls, everybody. God bless you. Thank you for being here. We'll keep these up as long as we can. You know, uh, Right now we've gone, well, we're, in the, we're almost up to 21, March 9th will be 21 years of the Zeph Report. And 21 years of being hidden, you know, hidden amongst them, which was always the goal. You know, not to be, we're not seeking any kind of, um, no, we're just trying to put forth the word of God, to put forth the truth, and struggling with difficult issues like today. Forgiveness, and um, let's face it outright, cursing the Lord for our sorry existences, which have, been, have amounted to nothing. And now they're going to pull the plug? And what, different, what good is it now? All the dreams and hopes we had dashed because these assholes 
can't seem to, uh, you know, stop with their wars. So therefore, we all have to go down. Lord, please change it. In Jesus' name, that's all, all I can do. We'll see you next time. I want to find uh, old oldie but goodie. We'll see you next time. We're still going here. Get it while you can. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs>
Oh, man, that's it.